Hey there fantasy owners, welcome to LTC Fantasy. Not sure if you're watching via YouTube or listening via podcast, but really do appreciate the watch or listen nonetheless as we really strive to hopefully get you that edge in your upcoming fantasy drafts. We're going to continue with our team previews. Today we're going to look at the Nashville Predators. Check out their depth chart according to dailyfaceoff.com. Really do uh, find them to be the most accurate anyways especially during the regular season there. So we'll take a look at their goaltending tandem, uh, their defensive pairings, their forward lines, mention where different players slot on on the special team units, and really try to help determine what their fantasy value is for their upcoming season, and especially for, like I mentioned, your upcoming fantasy drafts there. So we'll get right into her. Their goaltending tandem this year will be UC Soros and Kevin Lankinen. Now, Soros, he's 27 years old. Last year played a ton. 67 games played. Nobody played more games than Soros. He was 38, 25, and 3. Had four shutouts, a 2.64 goals against average, and a 9.18 save percentage. Realistically, they'd like to play him a little bit less. He's definitely going to be fantasy relevant, so I'm not saying pass him up in the draft for sure by any means. It's just that Riddick for him couldn't buy a save last year, so they basically overplayed Soros there. But definitely take him in your league. He'd definitely be a good goaltending option for you. The backup, Lankinen, he's 27 years old. Kind of... Last year, 32 games played, he was 8-15-6, 3.50 goals against average, and 8.91 save percentage. Pretty ugly numbers there. Uh, don't expect him to get into 32 games this year. Probably in the 25 range is what Nashville would like, or 20 games even to give Soros a little bit more rest. But he was on a really bad Chicago team, so to be honest, just leave him alone because... Yeah, you really don't know what you're going to get. If he does play a little bit stronger in that backup role, might be somebody to pick up on the odd spot start if you have an injured goalie. But other than that, yeah, just leave him alone. Soros is a guy, and he's going to be definitely getting the meat on the bone in the start department there. Uh, their top pairing is Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro. Yossi should be one of the Top two or three defensemen off the board this year. Behind, well, Makaro be, should be the first defenseman taken off. Then Yossi probably. But uh, top power play unit, 32 years old. And what a season he had last year. 80 games played. He had 23 goals, 73 assists for 96 points. Really close to that century mark. Most points they've seen since, I believe they said, Bork. So that's how incredible of a season he's had on the back end there. 37 power play points, 66 hits, 133 blocks, 281 shots on goal. You're not going to go wrong drafting him and drafting him early there. Like he should be gone in the first couple of rounds in any draft there. Uh, there's defensive partner Dante Fabro. He's 24 years old. Got into 66 games last year, 3 goals, 21 assists for 24 points. Had 69 hits, 105 blocks, and 88 shots on goal. 
not a bad streaming option because if he does stay on that top pairing, he's definitely going to get some piggyback points with Yossi. You've seen that with uh, Carrier last year because he was partnered with Yossi for a fair bit. And expect the same from Fabro. Is he worth a draft pick? No, I'm not going to waste a draft pick on him, but I will stream him at different points in the season when Nashville's one of the teams playing on a light night there. Second pairing will be Ryan McDonough and Matthias Eckholm. McDonough coming over from Tampa there. Should be on the top PK unit, 33 years old. Last year, 71 games played. He had 4 goals, 22 assists for 26 points. 1 power play point. Where you're going to find value is the hits and blocks department. 96 hits, 137 blocks, and put up 85 shots on goal. He's on that downward trend, really is Best offensive days are behind him, so I'm leaving him alone. But doesn't mean he wouldn't be worth streaming the odd time, depending if there's other defensemen available on a late night there. Ekholm, he was on this, should be on the second power play unit and a top PK unit. He's 32 years old. Last year, 76 games played. He put up 6 goals, 25 assists for 31 points. So he's under a half point per game. Normally he's right around that 40 point range. I'm a little biased because I really do like Ekholm. I expect him to bounce back and be right around that 40 point range. So I might draft him in one of my deeper leagues. If it's a lighter league, I'm looking to stream him. Do as you mean because as I mentioned, I'm a little bit biased here, but I do find some fantasy value in him. He had four power play points, 79 hits, 96 blocks, and 145 shots on goal. Third pairing in Nashville will be Jeremy Lazone and Alexander Carrier. Now Lazone, he was on the should be on the second PK unit. He's 25 years old. Uh, got into 66 games last year. Two goals, five assists for seven points. Not a lot of value there. Where you would. You will find value as in 66 games. He did throw 224 hits. So if hits are weighted in your league or if and offense isn't, that's something to consider. 63 blocks, 75 shots on goal. But realistically, he's probably left off of everybody's roster. Carrier, he's on the second PK unit. He's also 25 years old. Last year, 77 games played. Three goals, 27 assists for 30 points. So pretty nice production. Four power play points, 95 hits, 124 blocks, and 95 shots on goal. Just with Carrier, what, a lot of those points were with was with Yossi as his D partner. Now that he's slated to be down on the third pairing, I'm not drafting him. But it might be somebody worth streaming later on if he does move up that depth chart. If he stays on the third pairing, of course, leave him alone. But if he does start to creep up, if Fabro gets injured, there is some familiarity, maybe he gets bumped up with Yossi, then he's worth streaming. But other than that, realistically, leave him alone. Going on to their forward lines now. Uh, their top line is Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, and Matt Duchesne. Pretty much as it was most of the season last year. Every once in a while, Johansson and Grandlin flip-flopped as 1C and 2C. But uh, Forsberg, he should be on the top PP unit. He got paid this summer. 27 years old. Last year, 69 games played. He had 42 goals, 42 assists 
for 84 points. Definitely fantasy relevant. We'll be in that 90 to 95 point range if it was over, uh, well, actually over 95 points if 82 game schedule. 27 power play points, 112 hits, 48 blocks, 226 shots on goal. Really can't go wrong drafting him. He tends because he never had the greatest line mates. He tends to fall in a bit of drafts. So you can get him in the mid-rounds there. Ryan Johansson, top power play unit, 30 years old. Had a really nice season last year, which might actually get him drafted in later rounds this year. 79 games played. He had 26 goals, 37 assists for 63 points. Nicest season he had in a long time by far. Uh, 24 power play points, 72 hits. 35 blocks, 118 shots on goal. If I got a spot in center later on in the draft, he's somebody I pick up. If not, that's definitely somebody, if you draft somebody that's on the IR that you can place them, it might be a worthwhile pickup until your injured player gets back, etc. Or stream them on light nights if you have some room on your roster where you can drop somebody that is drop worthy, I should say. Matt Duchesne, he should be on the top power play unit. He's 31 years old now. Really had a bounce back season. 78 games played. He had 43 goals, 43 assists for 86 points. He hasn't had a season where he's averaged a point per game in a while. Long time, actually. 29 power play points, 31 hits, 28 blocks, and 228 shots on goal. He realistically given his age he's probably fallen on a lot of draft boards but if he can even come close to that production where he gets maybe 75 points might be a really nice pickup for you in a deep draft for sure second line is Nino Niederreiter Mikhail Granlund and Eli Tolovainen now Niederreiter he's on the second power play 29 years old moving up the depth chart because he's buried in Carolina because they're really really deep Last year, 75 games played, he had 24 goals, 20 assists for 44 points, 5 power play points, 119 hits, 17 blocks, and 144 shots on goal. Do seeing him creep up right around that 50-point mark, so he might be worthwhile, especially in deep leagues. If it's not a deep league, you might be able to stream him or pick him up in the waiver wire, see how he blends in with his new line mates first. Now, Mikhail Granlund. Uh, he should be on the top power play unit, second PK unit. He's 30 years old now. Got into 80 games last year, had 11 goals, 53 assists for 64 points. So low on the goals, but really nice point total there. So he should be taken in a lot of drafts. 28 power play points, had 92 hits, 45 blocks, and 117 shots on goal. And the last one on that line is Eli Tolovainen. Should be on the second power play unit, only 23 years old. Got into 75 games last year, had 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points. So not what you want to see point-wise production. Six power play points, 176 hits though, had really nice hit total. 45 blocks and 151 shots on goal. Him, I'm not drafting, but I'm... Putting him on a watch list for sure, because he had a really nice hit total if you're in a league that counts hits. Uh, very offensively minded guy, but he's really 
buried on the third line and fourth line pretty much all season last year. Now that he's getting a shot in the top six, nice to see what he does to start out the season, see if he does take off, then he might be worthwhile picking up there. Third line is Tanner Genot, Colton Silsons, and Yakov Trenin. Uh, Genot last year should be on the, or sorry, this year should be on the top PK unit. He's 25 years old. Last year got into 81 games. He had 24 goals, so a 20 goal man on the third line is really nice production. 17 assists for 41 points. Had three power play points. Threw 318 hits. 64 blocks and 124 shots on goal. If you're in a banger league, there's definitely fantasy value and he should be drafted for sure. Because of that hit total, he's had over 20 goals and right around half point per game. Very valuable player in a banger league for sure. Colton Sissons should be on the top PK unit. He's 28 years old. Got into 79 games last year, had 7 goals, 21 assists for 28 points, 4 power play points, threw nice hits, 188, definitely not Gino 318 there, 44 blocks and 87 shots on goal. Realistically, in almost all drafts, he'll be left off the board, but somebody that might be worth streaming in a league that counts hits and offensive isn't weighted quite as highly. Now Yakov Trenin, he should be on the second PK unit, 25 years old, uh, got into 80 games played, he had 17 goals, 7 assists for 24 points, so almost a 20 goal man, 191 hits, so this line throws the body around for sure, uh, 33 blocks and 136 shots on goal. Their fourth line, like most fourth lines, isn't a whole bunch to talk about, but we'll go through them anyways. Zach Sanford, 27 years old, uh, got into 80 games last year, 9 goals, 12 assists for 21 points, uh, 3 power play points, 169 hits, 67 blocks, 104 shots on goal. Where it gets interesting is the next two. Cold, uh, Cody Glass should be on the second power play unit, 23 years old, only had one point in eight games that he played in the NHL, but he put up 62 points in 66 games played in the AHL. So if he can stay up with the big club and he starts producing offensively, he should move up that depth chart. It's just a matter is, are you only going to be a fourth liner? Or are you going to give me that offensive production from the AHL? So he'd be somebody to moderately monitor, monitor I wouldn't say too heavily, heavily, but might be somebody to watch a little bit. Philip Tomasino, he had a decent rookie campaign. Should be on the second power play unit. He's only 21 years old. Last year got into 76 games played, had 11 goals, 21 assists for 32 points, 9 power play points, 49 hits, 28 blocks, and 111 shots on goal. Him I'm watching a little bit heavier because he was able to Stick, it, stick up with the big club pretty much all season. Uh, so obviously there is some trust in him. Just under half point per game. Hopefully builds on those totals. Kind of hard to say if he will because he is buried on the fourth line at least to start the season. But do watch him to see how he progresses moving up before you make any decisions there. Really do hope you did enjoy today's episode. If you did and you're watching via YouTube, 
Please remember to hit like, hit subscribe, remember that notification bell. If you're listening via podcast, remember to hit follow, hit that heart, depending what platform you're on, so you don't miss out on any of these previews to help you in your upcoming fantasy draft. After these, we'll be also coming up with our top goalies, defensemen, and forwards to help you with your drafts, some sleeper picks, some draft strategy episodes, and of course during the regular season after the drafts are done, we have three episodes every week to hopefully find you that diamond in the rough and help secure those fantasy wins and strengthen your roster throughout all the regular season there. So good luck in your upcoming drafts and hope you enjoyed the episode there, fantasy owners.